The following program is produced by Milam NYC Productions. Hello, everybody. This is Rod Milam. I'm the director and executive producer for the University City Musician Documentary Project and Sounding the Chord. The following recording that you're going to hear is an appearance that I made on the Cityscape program on the St. Louis National Public Radio affiliate, KWMU, St. Louis Public Radio. I did this back on a trip to St. Louis in late September of 2011, and I had a chance to talk about the Sounding the Chord project to all of the listeners in St. Louis. And I was also joined in this segment of the program that was hosted by Steve Potter by the Silverman brothers, that's Rob and Mike Silverman, who are both U-City alum and musicians, and they were doing the first annual U-City Jazz Festival that very same weekend in Heben Park, and it was a great success. So you can hear us talking about it before the event, the U-City Jazz Festival, and a good deal of talking about the Sounding the Court project. Enjoy. I'm Steve Potter, and this is Cityscape. Well, you might be surprised by the number of locally and nationally successful musicians that have roots in University City. We just spoke to one, Peter Martin. In fact, over one-third of St. Louis Symphony musicians currently live there. Well, our next guest is figuring out why or trying to. (laughs) With a fascinating documentary project, Sounding the Chord, Rod Milam grew up in the music programs in the University City School District and now operates his own multimedia production company. Rod Milam, welcome to Cityscape. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. And just as a little disclosure, our paths have crossed because we have both worked together both here at KWMU and at KMOX. That's right. We've done both. So we go way back. <laughs> Michael Silverman's classical jazz quartet, formerly Back to the Future, has 11 number one albums to its credit and an Emmy, I believe. Michael is a pianist. And uh, his brother, Rob, is the group's drummer and also the author of Drumset 101, which I understand is a bestseller. And they, co- they are also, also co-founders of the U-City Jazz Festival, and we also welcome them. Well, Thanks, Steve. Pleasure to be here. Good, good, to, good to meet you all for the first time. What is it about University City, and I'll throw that out to all of you, because in fact, all three of you went to high school at U-City together, didn't you? That's, I think that's um, true. Just right around the same time, and yeah. even uh, KWMU's Bob McCabe was my homeroom teacher uh, <laughs> when we were back there, so... There's That's something very one, incestuous about this already. <laughs> <laughs> but Peter Martin, Jeremy Davenport, I mean, we can. What, it, what is it? Well, p- that's part of what I'm trying to find with this whole documentary project. Um, I was here in St. Louis until the year 2000 and then went to, I lived in Madrid, I lived in Japan. And I've traveled around the world a little bit. And one thing that people kind of know about um, St. Louis, if they've heard of it at all, is they'll say jazz or they'll say that's music. Right. And they actually attach that. And I think most people find that out. And uh, going to New York and literally running into people that I knew from U-City, not just St. Louis, but U-City on the street, um, and finding them and getting in touch with a lot of actors, musicians, and artists and all that, that kind of got me plugged into the community there in 2002. Finding all these people, don't know why it was U-City, but I just kept finding them. And you would listen to U-City people talk and hear people who weren't from um, our sphere. They came from anywhere else in the country and anywhere else in the world. It'd be amazed that we had this kind of bond and all these people had these music programs when they went through the schools. The music programs existed whether people went professional or not. It was just part of the atmosphere of the school. I've talked with plenty of Broadway dancers, actors, TV, what have you, artists, and they said, look, I was the band nerd. I was the music geek. Mm -hmm. But that word did not exist during the time that I went to U-City. If you were in the band, if you were in the musical, that was great. You might have been a bigger star than somebody who played athletics or Uh did something like that. It's part of the culture, 
and I'm trying to go back to the beginning of U City, which was formally formed in 1906, trying to find out, you know, where did this artistic bent come from? Um, how did it get woven into the entire community? Because it does go from changing demographics when the town was very, very wealthy. It went from a tent city as, you know, being a rollover for people going to the World's Fair. Yeah, people used to have vacation or weekend homes there, right? Yeah, there were <laughs> weekend homes and there were people, there were tents that were put there for the World's Fair or people who were coming to visit. Um, and it grew up into this town that was very wealthy, mainly Protestant, all white. Then it became more Jewish and then mainly Jewish after a while. And then in the late 60s, um, after open housing and the desegregation began in the county of St. Louis, then things were blended. But all throughout that, the arts in general were very were very strong and became woven into the fabric of the community. Well, it seems too much to be a coincidence. So, Michael and Rob, what do you think? Tell me about your experience uh, in school with the music programs and what it meant to you. I'll, I'll tell you, Youth City is full of uh, uh, symphony musicians, for one thing. Uh, more than a third of the symphony lives in Youth City, so the musical families are just everywhere. Uh, so, And you've got that plus all the cross-cultural interaction. And... Uh, it just it's a it's a very interesting place to uh to grow up and there's a lot of music of all styles going so it's uh it it is a really musical place well, you must have some great faculty or something i think that's a lot to do with it there was john brophy and casey geis and high martin high martin and yeah. you know <laughs> before that uh, there was a lot of others I, i'm sure rod has more yeah. information on that but yeah, yeah. So do you think there do you think that's current? Are they still churning them out? Um, I've been to the high school and I've been around. My folks still live in New City. And I don't know that it's the same level of participation or that there is the same level of participation than there was. And that can be said about public schools in general and then music programs everywhere else, um, which is unfortunate. But again, for this hundred years, the first hundred years of New City and the school system, it seems like there was this very strong uh, push that was there. And again, it was the faculty. I've spoken with faculty members. Roger Warner was the director of the symphonic band and the uh, concert band from 1961 until 1973. During that time, the U City High band was like one of the top five bands in the entire country. And there are many people who've gone on in classical music circles to this day playing in countries all over the world and cities all over the world. I've spoken to people so far on the phone in 10 different countries. Uh, who were playing music of all different sorts from all the way back in the 50s, who graduated from the 50s up till today. i tell you, though, you know, we've got some great ones coming up now, though. We've got some playing in the U-City Jazz Festival that are excellent. Uh, Zach Morrow is one of Rob's students from the time he was four years old, and he's just a phenomenon. And the guys he plays with are, are excellent, and they're going to be there. So there is some great talent coming up. Sometimes it's hard to recognize mm -hmm. how great it's going to be when they're this young. So mm -hmm. I want you to tell us about the festival in just a second. Yeah. But, uh, Rod, first, a fascinating project that you're doing, this documentary. It's sort of an ongoing thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, explain it to me. It's not just that you're going to come out with this docu documentary film down the road. Mm -hmm. It's sort of a process that people are involved with now using Facebook and other social media, right? and you're getting people involved in the process. Right. If it weren't for social media, uh, this project would not exist on the level where it is right now, period. Um, so far, since, Jan or since February, I started shooting and actually shot the first roll of, uh, or the first bit of data in Seattle, Washington, and in uh, Portland, Oregon. The because list is that's where from, these artists are living now. Well, no, there actually there are some artists there, yeah. but that's I, I was going there and I knew that somebody was going to have a live performance. It's Mary Ryle. She's a cellist, and uh, she's played with the Seattle Symphony Orchestra and done a lot of things. And I actually got to record a live performance of her. 
it grew from a list of about eight people that I knew fairly well. And now today, because of social media and being able to exchange email, it's up to a list as of last night of 140 different people that I found in 10 different countries. And I've traveled from Portland, Oregon to Portland, Maine so far and gotten on camera 35 different people um, who we have. And because of social media, on the website, you're going to actually, there's a test uh, audio podcast that you can download for free if you go to soundingthecord.com. And you can go there and you can listen to bits and pieces of the interviews that we're going to put up, some live performances and music. So you can enjoy it that way. Download it on your iPod. You can watch videos. There are Facebook updates. And I've gotten involved in levels of social media I never thought that I would mm -hmm. because people wanted to know, oh, where are you going next? What's going on now? And I'm on Foursquare. So whenever I... Whenever I go somewhere and I'm on a shoot, I'll shoot a picture and people can see it. And people are reminded of all of this and during the performances and such. And it's literally an ongoing project. You're yes. still looking for people. I'm still yeah. looking for people. This list is growing and it's, I knew it was going to be big. I knew it was going to be bigger than I thought and has grown beyond its wildest dreams. And I still want people. Again, if you go to soundingthecord.com, you can go there and let me know. There's a list of people of those 100, there are 135 up there now. And people will be able to see who we found already. And the list, again, runs people who graduated from U-City in the art world run from Tennessee Williams all the way to Nelly and everywhere right. in between. And I'm finding people in almost every segment of music. And we'll have a link to all that on our website, by the way. Michael and Rob, let's talk a little bit about uh, tomorrow's U-City Jazz Festival. It's going to be in Heman Park from 11 in the morning to 7 p.m. And uh, you guys are going to be performing along with Jeannie Trevor and some other people? Exactly. It's it's going to be a wonderful event. It's it's in Heman Park in New City, and it's free to the public. That's like Shaftesbury and Midland. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. It kicks off at 11 o'clock with an educational clinic by some WashU faculty and goes all the way till about 7 o'clock with uh, free live jazz all day long. Well, run down the lineup. Well, let's see. The, uh, the jazz clinic is uh, Bill Lenahan with Kara Baldus on piano and uh, Maurice Carnes on drums. Um, they're at 11 o'clock, and for people who show up, the first 50 to, to arrive will get a, a goodie bag with CDs and uh, things from the, from the merchants in uh, the U-City Loop. Uh, and then at 12 noon, we have uh, Clave Soul, which is a great Latin jazz group. Phil, Phil Gomez is the pianist and band leader, and he's, he's fantastic. Uh, then at 1.30, we have a John Coltrane tribute with Maurice Carnes Hip Jazz Quintet, uh, Freddie Washington playing saxophone, P. Tal Williams playing piano. It's going to be great. Um, and then at 3 o'clock, we've got some of those young players, the U-City Young Jazz Lions. Um, that's Zach Morrow and, and his gang, and they'll, they're going to do some great stuff, music by Dave Weckl and, and others that we love. Um, let's see, and then the, an incredible group, Michael Silverman's <laughs> Classical Jazz Quartet, We'll take the stage, um, and uh, we, what we do is we take classical music and turn it into jazz and world rhythms and so on. Um, and that's, that's, oh, and then we've got Jeannie Trevor and uh, Chris Bragg playing saxophone and Willem von Hambrock on bass, and it's just a, a dynamite group. Uh -huh. And Rob, in addition to you and your brother, who are the other two members of your quartet? Well, we have An Andrew Driscoll on electric violin and Matt Bollinger on bass. We'll also have Noel Newenkirk sitting in on percussion, and he's uh, straight in from L.A., so we're really looking forward to having him. Michael, tell us a little bit about your group and uh, your sound. Well, as I was saying, it's, it's sort of classical music, but if you like classical music, you'll kind of hate what we do. Um, <laughs> that, that's a nice warning. <laughs> yes, I, I warn you. If you come to hear classical music, you, you won't get it. Well, then why do no, you, we, well, why do you use that uh, word in? Your group? I'm just kidding. It's uh, 
it's it's the music of Beethoven and Bach and Mozart, but we do all kinds of fun stuff with it. So it's all it's all funky and jazzy and well, maybe, rec- that's your U City influence. I almost that's right. It's, it's, you it's know, like it's the eclectic it thing that U City. <laughs> exactly. Well, I think you have a self-titled CD that came out last year. Uh, yes. Right. And could we hear something from that so we can understand this a little better? Yeah, a- absolutely. I think we're going to listen to uh, Yesu Joy of Man's Desiring by J.S. Bach. Sort of. And that is Michael Silverman's classical jazz quartet, part of the U-City Jazz Festival tomorrow at uh, Heeman Park. Nobody's going to hate that. Oh, I was just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they love it. <laughs> we love it. Um, Rod, talk a little bit more about your, your project. When do you think you're going to wrap this thing up? Well, in the in its full form, again, I, I kind of like to describe this project as ongoing, and the documentary is not just a film that you sit down and you watch, you watch, or you sit on TV. You can enjoy this now. There's going to be video, there's audio. It's going to be on the website as we go. I'm looking at actually having a film, though, uh, probably toward the end of next year or the beginning of 2013. Um, but the opportunities for concerts and everything else surrounding it, because it is music, is huge, and we're going to do that. And actually coming up on... October 16th in Brooklyn, in New York, we're going to do the first live fundraiser um, for this. And we, we kind of had a U-City party in Brooklyn in 2009, and we had a lot of musicians come in, and we just played for free. And these were incredible people, say like uh, Wayne Dumaine on trumpet. And we have a lot of people who are going to come in for free. We're going to get as many U-City people pe- to come in as possible. And we actually have people coming from up and down the East Coast. Uh, last time we had people from Vermont, from Virginia, and they came up and hung out. Um, at this place in Brooklyn. And then what do you hope to do, film festivals and that sort of thing? Yes, we'd like to do film festivals. Eventually, I think there probably will be a book out of it. And depending on what we can do, there could be albums. And ideally, if I had unlimited funds, I'd love to throw a great big party in U-City. We shut it down Mm -hmm. for a couple of weeks, and we get all these musicians to come back, as well as with educators. And we have a a week full of music like U-City used to be able to do in the 70s. They had these jazz weeks and everything else. And we get these people to come back home, if you will, play some of this music and re-expose you city to what was here. Well, Rob and Mike have experience putting together music festivals. They could probably That's do that true, for Rod. you. I think we'll be talking. I mean, we <laughs> we we re-met each other because of this project because I got in touch with them and I didn't and that's when mm-hmm. I found out several months ago about the jazz festival and I'm sitting in New York. And I, they said, oh, we're going to have some of the young kids starting. They're going to do it at 11. I said, well, I heard from the school district uh, homecomings that weekend, so you might want to move them back. So, I mean, again, the way that this is all tying in, and they were completely unrelated. Everything was unrelated before. That's but true. you start finding this U-City thing, and these people are all over the place, and you hit one one string, it does kind of ring the chord. That's kind of where the name come from, yeah. where everybody starts getting buzzed in, and they, they check in on the and get in tune, and we're going to make something that's going to be incredible. I really hope that comes out. Anything else that we need to know about the festival as far as being there or uh, admission or anything like that? Well, I've got to say again, the admission is free, so just come on out. Um, we're going to have barbecue and pizza and jazz and Ted Drew's ice cream and beer and Chinese food. I mean, And the weather looks like it's going to be pretty nice for you, too. <laughs> Perfect jazz weather. Yeah, so it's a 0% chance of rain now, so I'm really <laughs> happy about that. Got to love that in St. Yeah. Louis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's remind people it's the U-City Jazz Festival. That's going to be tomorrow from 11 a.m. until 7 p.m., in Heeman Park, which is uh, right there on Midland at Shaftesbury, again, 11 to 7, and we hope people will come out. If you go to stlpublicradio.org to the Cityscape page, we'll have a link to the festival's website. We want to thank Rob and Michael Silverman of Michael Silverman's Classical Jazz Quartet, who will also be performing there. Great to meet you guys for the Thanks first for time. Us, Thanks Steve. for having us, Thanks for having us. And Rod Milam, producer, uh, University City musician, a documentary project, and it's the uh, Sounding the Chord. Mm-hmm. 
And it's a fascinating project, and we'll have a link to your information, too, so we hope people will check that out. And best of luck to you. Thank you very much. I hope to be back to say that we've filled this thing up and we found a 1,000 people for the show. Okay, hopefully we'll talk again down the road about it. All right, good. Thanks, guys.